For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a live edition of the Believe in Steelers show. Steelers take care of the Rams this afternoon, 24 to 17. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers postgame show. I'm Mark Bergen. Hopping on a little bit later tonight, had some friends over to watch this game. And the Steelers in the second half were yet again a different team that we, than what we saw in the first half. And the adjustments defensively, Kenny Pickett in the second half, was enough to get by the Rams. Now let's start with that final drive with the Steelers. The quarterback sneak by Kenny Pickett. I think it's very clear that he was down short of the line of scrimmage to gain and that the Steelers got a very favorable ball placement by the line judge. And if the Rams were able to challenge that, it appeared that Kenny Pickett was short. They didn't have the opportunity to challenge because the Rams were out of timeouts to that point in the game. And it was just outside the two minute warning. So the Steelers catch a break there. And then the pass interference penalty called on Akello Witherspoon, the former Steelers cornerback, very questionable. I understand that you have to make a play on the ball, but there didn't seem to be contact with Deontay Johnson. Or if there was, it was just ever so slightly. And you can't challenge a pass interference penalty. And so the Steelers luck out there. But then Deontay Johnson gets a taunting penalty, and it's like, what's going on here? What's going on here? The Steelers do need to clean up the discipline a bit. Deontay Johnson back on the field help helps open things up for George Pickens, no doubt. But the only person who's going to slow down George Pickens is George Pickens himself. Because you had the crackback block, there were other penalties that he has talking smack to the Rams defensive backs and defensive players. Mike Tomlin even said it after the game in his post-game news conference that channeling that emotion in the right way is something that he and Deontay Johnson as well are going to need to clean up because it could have cost this group today. It does not. And the Steelers able to escape and get by the Rams this afternoon. And you don't fault them for winning, but that first half was rough again. And the Steelers only mustering three points in the first half. In the second half, they scored 21 and they're able to get it done. I thought red zone execution was terrific for the Steelers. I thought that was a huge difference in the game. And uh, I'll say this too. Um, something I, I would like to see cleaned up is, is bring that... Uh, Kenny Pickett late in games, you know, he doesn't always necessarily play the best early on in games, but late in games, he just seems to have that clutch gene. I'd like to see that a little bit earlier on in games. And I've heard someone else say this. I forget who said this. I can't take credit for this myself, but it's a little bit how Eli Manning was where late in games and in clutch situations, playoff situations that he kind of just morphs into a different dude. And Kenny Pickett in the first half compared to the second half, I don't know what changed. They were showing Matt Canada quite a bit today on the broadcast. I was trying to read 
his lips in the booth and you could kind of pick out some back and forth between some of them. You could kind of read between the lines a little bit. But when I see like 11 of 12 in the second half of Kenny Pickett and the adjustments, it's something where can you start off a game that way? And we'll see. And it's enough to get it done. Let me say this too. The Steelers have had good success when they play both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on the field at the same time. Give me more of that because it causes defensive confusion. And Najee Harris able to score a touchdown on a play where Jalen Warren was also on the field at the same time. The Steelers have had some success with this, and it's like, okay, where's the ball going? I'd like to see the Steelers utilize both players on the field at the same time because I think they're both effective runners when they can kind of do their thing. Now, on the sneak play with Kenny Pickett, though, I'm very thankful the Steelers didn't wind up in a shotgun formation like they did a few weeks back when Pickett got hurt. But everyone knew he was going to sneak it. And again, I thought they got a very favorable placement. And if the Rams would have had a timeout to challenge the play, or if it would have been inside two minutes, I think potentially you're talking about a different result this afternoon. And you don't apologize for that, but that's just the honest truth of what happened. And I'll say this too. I don't know what was said between George Pickens, Akello Witherspoon, Deontay Johnson, You could tell there's the familiarity because Tomlin was right there too. And remember Witherspoon, the former Steelers player. I don't know if the referees understood the dynamics there of, hey, all these players know each other because they were all teammates a year ago. But that's something you got to clean up. And and George Pickens on the crackback block with Deontay Johnson, understand the rules of the game in that scenario. And that's something that needs to be addressed now early where – It doesn't cost you in a game like this, but later on in the season, again, it's about channeling that emotion of being able to play the sport. The only person who's going to stop George Pickens is George Pickens. I think he's truly emerging into a number one receiver and Deontay Johnson back on the field takes a lot of that onus and that burden off of him. That to me was very, very evident today, particularly in the second half. We are now five minutes into this show. Let me tell you about betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your gambling needs this NFL season. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. TJ Watt in the interception in the second half. Yet again, TJ Watt. He's got to be up for the discussion for defensive player of the year with what he's doing week after week after week after week, getting after the quarterback and creating turnovers, getting after the quarterback and creating turnovers. Show me another person or another player that's playing at as high of an ability as he is. And you saw him drop into coverage today and make a play early in the second half to set yourself up with good field position and set up a score. We continually see this with TJ Watt. He did it yet again. It's like the sky is blue, the grass is green, and TJ Watt's going to make plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we saw it yet again today. We saw it yet again today with TJ Watt and company. So it's uh, it's remarkable to see with what he's being able to do. And I'm of the opinion that he should be up for de- consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. If he's not the favorite, who is? What I want to know, if you're watching this, what's the argument for another player? Maybe Fred Warner with the 49ers. But other than that, 
Show me another player that's doing what TJ Watt did. No, Miles Garrett had a good game today, but in the head-to-heads where it's week after week after week after week and not just, oh, one big massive game, but the consistency of game-wrecking plays. And we saw it yet again, yet again with TJ Watt. I thought that was a huge play and it helps you win the turnover battle today. You win the turnover battle 1-0, you win the turnover battle, you're going to win a lot more games than you lose in this league. You win the turnover battle and you're going to win a lot more games than you lose in the NFL. So the Steelers over the last two weeks, points in the first through third quarters combined 13, points in the fourth quarter 28. It's like the cardiac Steelers. They don't win. It's not pretty. can be ugly at times, but they're able to get it done. And on the road, let me say this too, watching the game on this broadcast, I thought the Steelers fans made a huge difference. It was loud, people waving their terrible towels. And I thought that made a huge difference in the game to where it was almost a de facto, let's make Los Angeles the 4-1-2. I thought that was huge. I really do. I really do. Uh, I thought the Steelers defensively, they have another receiver go off against them, uh, Puka Nakua. Eight catches, 154 yards. I thought he wasn't quite as effective in the second half. Steelers took out uh, Cooper Cup, two catches for 29 yards. They said, hey, we're going to make the rookie beat us today. That, to me, is how I interpret that. And I know Cooper Cup's coming off of an injury, but you have to take him away and say, hey, let's let the rookie try to beat us. And there are times he did. Tomlin said in the postgame that they tried to shorten the game and not give the Rams as many offensive opportunities very wise. And you knew the Rams were going to be able to try to move the ball through the air because it was like running back by committee for the Rams. Kyron Williams, their starter is down. The backup is down. They had a lot of injuries at the running back position. So you knew that was going to kind of be part of the strategy. And I thought the defense held strong and made adjustments after halftime again. Only surrendering eight points in the second half to this Rams team. You shut the Rams out in the fourth quarter. She shut the door when you need to, and it's not perfect. You, you know, you're playing with fire if you continue to play football this way, but I did think that the Steelers' offense was better in the second half, and it's what happens when you play complementary football. And Kenny Pickett late in games, it hasn't always been great in the first half or the first three quarters, but when it comes down to it, and I don't know if there's a way to measure it, I'm sure there's stats out there to prove this, but... Late in games, when the game's on the line, you've got to have confidence in him as a quarterback. It, again, the guy it reminds me of is Eli Manning. And I've heard a few other people say this now, but he just morphs into a different dude late in football games when you absolutely must have a play. And I know there were a lot of Steelers fans who were like, well, maybe they should tank and see what they could get in the draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May, see what you got in Kenny Pickett. Year two, I think he's starting to put it together. I don't know if it'll be with Matt Canada beyond this season, but they were at least moving the ball in the second half. They made adjustments, throwing the ball to the tight end, Connor Hayward, setting up a touchdown, bootleg, play action. This is what we've been talking about on this show for weeks now. For weeks now. It's good to see Deontay Johnson back on the field. I'm excited whenever Pat Fryermuth is good to go to rest up, rest his hamstring, because when he gets back on the field, this should all start to come together. We said it at the start of this year with this offense and Matt Cannon and the development of Kenny Pickett in year two. The sum needs to equal its parts. And you had that. You had that on what should have been 
game over after Deontay Johnson forces a pass interference, warranted or not. You should have had that with Allen Robinson just nearly getting to the first down. Hey, fourth and one, at least the Steelers didn't wind up in a shotgun. And that's not saying a ton. They get it with the quarterback sneak. Very questionable spot. I would be very mad if I were a Rams fan, no doubt. But Steelers get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Maybe you want to see a little bit more creativity other than a sneak, but the sneak did actually convert at least on the scoreboard. It didn't on the replay. One thing I do want to point out too that people might not know, the yellow line that you see on the broadcast is an unofficial mark. I mean, it's usually pretty spot on, and it appeared that Pickett's knee was down short of the line to gain, and the Rams couldn't challenge it because they were out of timeouts. But that yellow line is not the official line. It is an unofficial line. That's not like the referees have access to that yellow line on the field. That's why they use the chains. It's old school, but I don't know if fans actually knew that. The yellow line is an unofficial line. So again, if I were a Rams fan and and from what I saw, it appeared that Kenny Pickett's knee was down and that he was short of the line to gain, but he got a very favorable shot, a uh, uh, spot from the line judge and the Steelers win the game and the Steelers win the game. Let me see what people are saying in the comments. Uh, people saying what's good, Mark uh, Steeler Wade show says I, 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 it was a wonderful game until Kenny they gave Kenny the first down. I completely that we would have won still, but those bad calls take the fun out of the win. Proud of our team, Dan Moore. Yeah, Dan Moore starting instead of um, instead of Broderick Jones today. You have to go back and watch some of the tape to see how he did. But yeah, I mean, it's a little bit bittersweet. What happens if the Rams offense gets back on the field and your defense has got to make a stop? It's a great hypothetical. We didn't get to that point, but I kind of wanted to see that because. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think Kenny Pickett got the first down on that play. Um, what about TJ Mini, Nick Herbig? I like this nickname. Daryl, thank you for commenting. Nick Herbig is TJ Mini. I like that. And I, I might steal that. Daryl, thank you for checking in and thank you for watching. Nick Herbig is TJ Mini. Listen, you're going to have to cause a lot more <laughs> turnovers and uh, keep making plays, but Herbig has been good. All of the Ed rushers have been good. High Smith has been worth his contract extension. Marcus Golden has made plays in a reserve role, and I like what I've seen from Herbig off the edge. Going into the year, Ed rusher was a position where I wasn't sure if the Steelers had much depth beyond Watt and High Smith. They sign Marcus Golden, and then they draft Nick Herbig, and that's a position of depth, I would argue, at this point for the Steelers. And again, with TJ Watt, like honestly, maybe I should have even led this show with this. And I understand the frustrations with the offense. You only get 300 yards, and they were a lot better in the second half, and the first half was pretty abysmal. But TJ Watt, why we're not having this conversation nationally of him as defensive player of the year, who, who Who is in second place? Maybe Fred Warner. I, I could give you Fred Warner with the 49ers and their record and what they've done this season. 
Show me another player where every single week I can point to a key play that determines outcomes of wins and loses. And it's what Mike Tomlin calls the spat, the splash plays. What does that consistently? He does that consistently. And here's the thing too. Here's how I want you to think about this, right? If TJ Watt breaks his own single season sack record and doesn't win defensive player of the year, what are we talking about? Like at that point, what are we talking about? I understand it's a 17 game regular season schedule. Now it's not 16 games anymore, but that guy is just been so consistent at being a dynamic football player. We're seeing him right now at the age of 29. If he keeps at the rate he's playing at a future hall of fame player. And I'll go out on a limb and say this too. And this is such high praise. His brother was a three-time defensive player of the year at his peak he might be playing at a higher level than J.J. Watt. You got to stack up the years over a longer period of time. I don't think he's quite there yet because, again, J.J. Watt was a three-time defensive player of the year. That doesn't happen by accident, but that's the level and caliber of player we're talking about with T.J. Watt. And I don't think that's a hyperbole to say because we saw it yet again to start the second half and to set things up after what was a pretty abysmal first half. I almost fell asleep watching in all seriousness. Um, Ron checking in says, Kenny Clutch in the fourth quarter. Kenny Clutch does matter. Lots of quarterback, not uh, clutch. Bad refs, both sides. Yeah, the referees were not great today. And yeah, Kenny Pickett in the clutch. I'd want to see more stats to prove what my eyes are seeing with this. But Kenny Pickett, when the game matters, and this goes back to last year when the Steelers beat the Raiders on the 50th, anniversary of the immaculate reception where he finds George Pickens late in the game and what that does for a player's confidence at the quarterback position. Again, he's in year two. I understand Kenny Pickett's a little bit older coming into the league, had a lot of college experience playing at Pitt. So he's played a lot of football, but playing NFL football and understanding what you have to do to win football games. He's been the real deal. And in all seriousness, late in games, it hasn't always been perfect. You know, I think there are more talented quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not what I'm saying, but when the game comes down to it and the game's on the line, I do have confidence in Kenny Pickett to execute and to get the job done. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that have that. I want to see more stats quantify that because I've seen it with my own two eyes now. And it's certainly been exciting. We saw it yet again today. I mean, that that completion to Allen Robinson after the pass interference and then the, the penalty on Deontay Johnson negated it, and it was third down, delivers a strike to Robinson. I'd like to see that beyond the sticks. Robinson was fighting for the first down, doing everything he could do to try to get it. But you set yourself up for fourth and one, and credit the Steelers for going for it there too. You can't convert on fourth and one. I'd argue you don't, you don't deserve to win the game, and you still have your defense to be able to come out on the field and shut the door. So I credit the Steelers for going for it there, and thank if, if there's anything you take from this from the Steelers offense today, and I'm going to try to go glass half full here. Thank heavens that the Steelers did not line up in a shotgun formation on fourth and one. I would like to see the sneak use the tush push that the Eagles are so good at doing. And Connor Hayward was trying to push Kenny Pickett across. I still can't believe the refs said it was a first down. But thankfully, the Steelers did not wind up in a shotgun formation. And you learn a lesson from a few weeks ago where the Steelers were in a similar situation trying to mount a comeback. 
and they wind up in a fourth and one situation and Pickett's in the shotgun. So at least you made that adjustment today. It's not saying a ton, but at least you said that. Um, Wed Lee is checking and says, can't wait for Cam Hayward to come back so we can see how aggressive this defense can be up front. Oh, yeah. And I think the Steelers have done well up front in his absence. Uh, it's the bend but don't break style, but DeMarvin Leal, uh, the rookie, Keanu Benton as well. Uh, I was really nervous when Cam went down. It's like, is this all going to fall apart? And the Steelers have been, it's not been perfect, but they've been pretty good up front. I think the Steelers have been pretty stout defensively. My bigger concern, if I'm being honest with you, is the cornerbacks uh, with the Steelers defense. And I want to see Porter play more and more and more and more because I think the Steelers need the help on the outside. And again, if you look at the box score today, to me, it tells me everything that the Steelers were trying to do defensively. Cooper Cup isn't going to beat us. And Puka Nakua, the rookie, he is going to try. Like we'll take, We're going to take Cooper Cup away. What's your counter? And Puka was pretty good. And the Steelers' DBs looked overmatched at times. But in the second half, only allowing eight points, they were able to figure it out. They were able to figure it out. Um, <laughs> a lot of people checking in. Uh, Wedley says, I think TJ is better than his brother because TJ doesn't just pass rush. He also goes in coverage. Yeah. So this is another thing, too, that, you know, we talked about this with James Harrison and some of his commentary that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because the stats aren't there. Outside linebackers in the Steelers system typically rush the passer, but they don't always rush the passer. So that's why you saw TJ drop into coverage. And for someone who's an edge rusher, he's an outside edge rusher. He's an outside linebacker. He would be a defensive end in a 4-3 system. But to someone to have his ball skills, it's just ter- it's terrific to watch. He's a terrific player. It's a treat to watch him every Sunday. And when I was at the game, the Steelers-Ravens game, Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh a few weeks back, I went with my old man. And the very first thing we said after the game was, not only number one, am I so happy to see such an exciting game, but TJ Watt was worth the price of admission alone. And we're going to keep we're going to keep saying this here on the Believe in Steelers show. And if he keeps playing at this level, oh, Fred Warner, you can have him. What's the argument for any other player to be defensive player of the year? Because T.J. Watt wins that argument, in my opinion. Isn't my opinion. Uh, a lot of people checking in. I thank you for watching. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. I'll be back tomorrow with Ike Taylor breaking down this game and all of the NFL action. Uh, thank you to betonline.ag, our presenting sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show. If you're watching this on YouTube, please tap that subscribe button. Apple and Spotify, five stars and five stars only. Thank you for watching Believe in Steelers. I'll go ahead and sign off here. I'm Mark Berg, and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. So long, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.